0: Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis, knowing you, George Brundle. Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: Uh huh. Hey, guess what, what, Larry? I got some good news for you. You're going to love this. Uh, Okay. I love good news. This marks the first of the last three episodes of Destroy All Children, because then we'll be done with my list.
0: Woo! That time worked out pretty well, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, technically, four episodes, because we'll, we'll, we'll be doing our, you know, golden gizmos stuff at yeah, the end yeah, of the Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And I'll have uh, one more game to talk about uh, when we get to that, but otherwise, normal episodes, only do more left. So,
0: <sighs> finally...
1: I need you to promise me one thing, though. On the last episode, the outro music you'll play is going to be that cutie honey midi.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'll have to find it. I I found
1: it, it and I ripped it last night. Okay, good. So I have it all ready to go for you. (laughs)
0: Uh I forget the rest. You fucked it up. No, you fucked it up. Stop! Stop, you fucked it up! Okay. You prick. Well, it's a good thing this is ending, because I have nothing to talk about this week. You want to talk about uh, the Beatles documentary that came out? Which I'm sure you don't.
1: No, I did not watch that at all. I instead watched Star Trek First Contact.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Generations. Although And Generations course,
1: and Insurrection and also because, Nemesis. Marathon because you're Hulk also,
0: movies. the problem here is, you were like, oh, you want to talk about that? I was like, well, no, I didn't really. I wanted to talk about First Contact. And you are like, okay, well, here's the password to my Paramount Plus account so you can watch it. You did this also, by the way, last night before I mm-hmm. went to work. Uh, and then... Um, you are a cheapskate with the ad plan. I'm a cheapskate with the
1: ad plan because the main thing that I was watching was old Star Trek, which they don't play advertisements in front of. First of all, that's pretty funny. Second, I have ad block for the stuff that they do play ads on. Sure, so I've not that, had that works to worry about it. If
0: you watch it like at home on a computer, which I do not do, yeah, if Red, I'm at home, I'm not gonna watch. Be, like, I'm not gonna be watching a Star Trek movie at I, home on my I, own time.
1: Also use it at work, where again the old Star Trek TV shows—they do not play ads on anyway, so I don't even have to worry about them at work. So
0: sure, but you also like have internet access at work. I'm doing this like I have to download stuff ahead of time onto my information pad. Watch watch it at home.
1: You can watch the old Tomb Raider movies on Paramount (laughs) Plus (laughs) at home on the couch.
0: You know, wonderful
1: experience watching a real piece of shit. The
0: only thing. What's the price difference between normal and
1: ad? I I think it's like another five bucks. What? Yeah. All
0: right. You know what? If you upgrade to uh, ad free, then I'll let you on my HBO Max (laughs) because, (laughs) well, I was thinking maybe I should check out Yellowstone because I'm such a big uh, Taylor Sheridan head. And apparently that's on there.
1: All right. I'll think about it. (laughs) First contact is good. It's like the highest rated of the Star Trek movies. Yeah. Which doesn't seem right to me because I still think that Star Trek Four is the best out oh, of sure. all of them. Uh, now that I've actually seen them all, I can say that with some authority. Uh, but First Contact is easily the best of those TNG
0: movies. Four does not have Adam Scott. No.
1: Uh, but also, like, your reason for wanting to watch it is uh, DS9 stuff is in it. It's only That's in it like, at briefly the at the very beginning. I knew yeah. that.
0: But no, uh, that wasn't saying. I wasn't saying that's my reason for wanting to watch it. I was saying that was the only reason I would want to discuss it on the show okay. because we had talked about DS Nine stuff before.
1: Insurrection is a little interesting when it comes to its connection to other Star Wars because that's the one where Janeway shows up. They mention the Dominion peace treaty a whole bunch during. Is it Robert
0: Picardo in first contact? Uh,
1: yes, Robert Picardo is briefly in first contact. They have the EMH on the yeah. Enterprise. Uh, which that's great i always like seeing a surprise picardo um
0: you also started watching star trek picardo uh, because all right explain your reasoning for this because i don't understand it
1: my thought process was if i watch tng it's got to be everything related to tng so of course the movies count
0: which was not Uh, part of the bet either i just said the series
1: it wasn't but i do think that the the movies are the movies are the way that the the series ends basically like they wrap everything up within the the space of those movies like if there's anything i can like tng gets good it gets good around season 3 season 2 is really hit or miss but like the highs of season 2 are really really high the lows are really really low Uh, The last season of TNG, it starts to fall apart again. It's basically like DS9 where they just, in the 11th hour, they start to trip up on themselves. So their problem was, I think they had like one of their showrunners left for DS9, which by that point would have been like around season two or season three of DS9. So it makes sense that DS9 got good when they poached one of their showrunners. And then TNG starts to get bad again. Because they have no idea, no clear path about how they're going to end TNG. Like, they do not wrap anything up at all. It just sort of ends. Uh, but the movies, they kind of, like, step in and take care of a lot of that stuff. They wrap up a lot of storylines. They give TNG a more, like, definite conclusion. Uh, the the downside to that is the conclusion is Nemesis, and that movie fucking sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. think <laughs> can get baby Tom Hardy.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, Ron Perlman,
1: unrecognizable in some alien <laughs> yeah. makeup. Yeah, um, you you see some Romulans get their face melted. It's not all bad. I, I I think that I was expecting the TNG movies to be worse than they actually are. So I was pleasantly surprised to find out that they're just kind of mediocre.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but I like oh I'm I sorry actually, before like,
1: I get totally away from it Insurrection also has uh, Neelix's alien race but they're oh, all sexy God. ladies oh, no. <laughs> which is terrifying
0: I like how I said like the movies were not part of the bet and you say yeah they're not but I'm just imagining you like in a bunch of like cinnabite hooks like suspended <laughs> in the air and it's pulling at you as you're saying like, like I need to watch Insurrection <laughs>
1: Uh, So I also figured, well, that one Webster episode takes place in Star Trek The yeah. Next Generation, so I need to watch that episode of Webster, uh, which is also the series finale of Webster, interestingly yeah, enough. yeah, And
0: also like a clip show.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, that I'll be getting the best part of Webster and a little bit of Star Trek.
0: Little bit of Star Trek by my side.
1: Yeah. And then I also decided, well, Picard is a continuation of the TNG storyline, so technically I should be doing Picard as well. I think I might need to tap out though. Picard is just the absolute <laughs> worst.
0: Like the well, like Ninja Guy and like the <sighs> cyborg's getting their eyes I ripped out.
1: Didn't even make it that far. I watched the first episode and was the most pathetic thing I have watched in years. Just put patrick stewart in a home he shouldn't be <laughs> acting
0: god damn it that's not true he was great in logan
1: he was great in logan yes in in picard he is just so tired and seems like he does not want to be there yeah he just wants to be in bed <laughs> just let patrick stewart go to sleep please. just like me um No, that show it, it completely jettisons anything that kind of makes star trek work like star trek still has like stakes and and there's bad guys and stuff but like it generally has a very hopeful view of mankind yeah by the time of picard like mankind fucking sucks like everything donald trump became president and i guess everything has to fucking suck now yep Everything has to be an allegory for that. You can't have hope anymore in in anything. And so So it
0: just... It's what what ruined the Supergirl TV series also. Like, after he was elected, like, that show became, like, really ham-fisted, like, everything had to be about that. Yeah, they they just
1: sucked the soul out of Star Trek uh, for Picard, so it is unrecognizable as a Star Trek thing. Every time I see a Romulan show up, I get a little bit excited because I'm like, oh that's a board cube oh data's painting uh but then it's just more of patrick stewart moping around i have a quick
0: i have a quick question i just thought of this now Hmm. the romulans um when they appeared on the original series did they have the same sort of costumes that they do in tng and sort of
1: sort of yes Yeah,
0: with the big shoulders and like they don't have they
1: don't have the big shoulders. It is fairly squared off and it does seem like really thick, uncomfortable material to be wearing. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, it's not the the shoulders aren't quite as pronounced. Hmm.
0: I was just wondering like if uh, Klaus Nomi like specifically designed his uh, costumes to be like Romulans in Star Mm -hmm. Trek and that would have been before TNG and DS9, but after the original series. So that was why I wondered.
1: Yeah, I I wonder. Um, Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Um, Yeah, I might tap out on Picard. I wanted to partly watch that because I am a little bit interested in the second season because Q is back. And it's like apparently a mirror mirror sort of thing that they're going for, which they never did. The second season came out? Uh, No, it's not coming out until February. Okay. Uh, I hope that they're done filming. They need to wrap that up before Patrick Stewart dies. (laughs)
0: all right here we go (laughs) who's gonna die first patrick stewart or betty i'm just
1: i'm worried this is going to be like a uh carrie fisher sort of thing where they're like maybe two thirds of the way into filming picard Mm -hmm. and then patrick stewart dies and it's like all right well let's just reuse a bunch of footage of patrick stewart
0: (laughs) i mean CGIing patrick stewart probably would work okay because he's bald and you know it's the hair's the problem
1: yeah no that uh look Spangler's back They can do anything They have the technology
0: <laughs> We've got Egon here
1: Yeah uh, Good Good CGI, Egon um, No, I I don't know I, I kind of want to watch that second season Just because I do like Q and Mirror Mirror episodes But I bet they'll find a way to make that not fun too Probably Yeah I watched uh the first episode of the new season of Discovery. I will not be watching more of Discovery. <laughs> <laughs> that is my Discovery Progress report. Uh it right. opens on some real Joss Whedon ass dialogue and I was like, fuck
0: this. Are there like fart jokes in it too? Oh like, probably. It, it's, it's like it's more like at this point family guy than the Orville is.
1: Yes, actually, that that first scene is is probably way closer to Family Guy than anything I've seen in the Oroville. They're meeting like an alien race and the alien race is basically doing the um, Drax thing where they're taking stuff too literally. So like they have a they have a cat on the ship and they detect the cat's life form. They're like, what is that? And they're like, it's a small carnivorous uh, being. And they're like, why would you bring a carnivore here? And they're like, no, I keep it as a pet. Why would you keep a carnivore as a pet? no no she's my little queen what you, you the queen is captive we're going to free the queen and it's like this this sucks <sighs> ass this is terrible
0: <laughs> that took like six months off of my life just hearing it
1: <laughs> i wasn't so again i get a little bit excited whenever i see certain star trek aliens show up and the new president of the federation is a cardassian in oh. discovery uh so that is the one positive thing I will say about discovery. You should have just had him played by bad. Mark Alimo. As, as my stepfather would ask, does the president have a big ass? Cause she's a Cardassian. <laughs> does she have a big ass George?
0: <laughs> anyway, I mean, uh, that's all. That's also like a joke I would make before I watch Star Trek. Sure. Also, whenever yeah. I'd hear the name, yeah, it's low hanging fruit.
1: It is. Um, uh, Kanye was just wants to go back to Cardassia, man
0: By the way, low-hanging fruit's also what your dad calls you
1: <laughs> How dare you <laughs> The show Sorry. is done, you're dead, you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're real proud of that one, aren't you? Laugh it up Get it all out, Larry
0: I thought it was alright
1: Pretty good no, I'm i I'm pretty much done with Star Trek. I feel I have fulfilled my end of the bargain, and I shouldn't push myself any further. I'm probably going to just tap out with Picard. I yeah. can't, I can't, I can't stand it. It's terrible. He dies at the end, anyways. Who cares? He comes just back, back, back like as a as robot. A... Yeah. yeah, it's dumb as shit. <laughs> I have, like, part of wanting to watch the second season is just to sort of time how quick it is until Q snaps his finger and undoes that shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, that, I feel like that's probably a good, uh, a good reason why they have Q back. Probably,
1: yeah. Larry, have you been playing anything? Watching anything? Doing anything? How are you doing?
0: I told you I've been watching the Beatles documentary. I've been watching season two of Barry, uh... I've been putting together the real grade Ava Unit 01 uh, and playing some of Shin Megami Tensei, but not much. I found
1: a Gundam model kit for a McCoy in Shin Megami Tensei.
0: A McCoy?
1: Yeah, the, the little green guys that got the flat heads, they're dumb as shit. They had the oh, boomerang.
0: Oh, 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 yeah. I was trying to think of a Gundam, like a mobile oh, suit called no, a McCoy. No, no. Yeah. I know. The guys, yeah, they got the little hook. I mean, the easy blade. mistake. McCoy it, it, does seem like really the boomerang. name of like a
1: Zeon suit or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It's
0: not a boomerang, it's a hook blade. It's both a hook yeah. and a blade.
1: <laughs> yeah, you find him a little uh, Gundam model kit, and he's happy about it. And you also get him a, a Mitama shaped video game console.
0: Yeah, there are guys in the first area that want specific stuff. Like One wants a uh, cartridge yeah. game console and stuff. I, uh, I talked to a um, Koro Pukuro, I think, the guys with the leaves, the little old men with the leaves. Oh, and, yeah. And um, the fox guy with me just like popped up and started talking to him, and they just reminisced for a while about when they were both living in Hokkaido. Aww. And th- And then the old guy was just like, well, I hope you have a good time, and gave me three revival beads and left.
1: Oh, that's nice of him. Yeah. I have not been getting any of those, like, demon interaction things during the uh, negotiations, unfortunately.
0: I think they were just, like, preset, like, considering all of this dialogue was very specific.
1: It is. It's in the past games. It's when you have specific demons that talk to each other. So like if you have Thor talk to Odin or something like that, um, like they have to have some relation to one another. Uh, but I'm pretty far in that game now. I, I think I'm probably good, like 70% of the way into it. Um, they they really did just, like, what if it was purple, the next area of the game? So yeah. I kind of want to take back some of the stuff I said last week about, oh, they keep the variety up in it. I was wrong. See, <laughs> they don't do that.
0: That's the thing. Like, you sent me the picture of that third area just being the same as the first two, but purple. And it kind of killed a lot of my interest in going back to it.
1: Yeah, it it kind of knocked the game down a few rungs for me. My opinion of it has fallen somewhat. Um You do end up... I did find the first real dungeon of the game 50 hours in. So, hooray! (laughs) Uh, It has really a fucking horrible gimmick in it, too. It's got these, like, pads that blow air. And so you need to, like, jump on the pads to get up to different platforms and stuff. And some of them will have, like, two different pads up above blowing asynchronously and then one at the bottom. And so you need to, like time when you jump on the bottom to get blown by the right one at the top. But if you get blown by the wrong one, it will send you like way back. And then you have to like redo a bunch of stuff. And it's terrible because a lot of it is just like trying to like move the camera around and figure out what, where stuff is. And like a lot of the times I lost progress because I didn't realize that there was something above. I just jumped on the pad and I got sent back. Uh, So I spent about like 40 minutes in one room that's which cool. is not great.
0: <laughs> the nice yeah, part it's is... It's in the escape room. They're all the rage.
1: Sure. The nice part is when you kill all the enemies, they don't respawn. So I didn't have to like continually go into battles after a certain point. So yeah. that's fine, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it, I, I do wish that there were more dungeons. Like this one is a lot more open than the school. And so they just have enemies wandering around again, uh, which is good. Um I just don't know why they didn't do more of that. It's just a lot of those open areas, and they all just look the same, but with a different color palette.
0: Yeah, playing this like, most of the, most of the time kind of just has me thinking. I want to play Persona Five Royal. Yeah, I've got. It I do too, here.
1: <laughs> but it keeps going on sale for like only twenty five dollars, and I'm not paying twenty five bucks for a game that I mostly already own.
0: Yeah, I mean, I got it for twenty like last year. I don't know why it. Still has not gone below that
1: I don't, well probably because people Keep buying Persona at any price True I don't think they, don't think they need to drop it lower than $20 uh, But I We kind of talked about this last week I think that the lowest games you're going to get now Is about 15 bucks, And I've been holding out for at least It going down to $15 before I jump in on it
0: Really I don't think 20 is too much For that, it seems like the stuff they've had Was pretty substantial
1: but, I, I might go for it if it hits twenty again. It's a it's become a Ball and Wonderworld thing where it's like I don't think it's going to go lower than that, so I might as well.
0: Maybe. Uh, Except which, this would be a good game, not like Ball and Wonderworld.
1: Friend of the show, Jr. will be very pleased to know I dropped fifteen dollars on Ball and Wonderworld. I did it. A... <laughs> Congrats! <laughs> I needed free shipping on my last Helsing deluxe order and was like, uh... well. I don't think this is going lower than
0: $15. Sad.
1: Oh, uh also just out of the corner of my eye on Twitter trending, Betty White, don't panic. Our beloved Betty White is okay. Wasn't panicking.
0: <laughs> no, of course not.
1: Oh, I'm so angry.
0: <laughs> and so she's going to turn 100 soon or something. I don't know. I don't know why man. She's going to be 200 and then 300.
1: Uh, she's gonna be like um McCoy in uh Dr. McCoy in uh Encounter at Powerpoint where she's just shambling around at 170 years old.
0: This calling Androids
1: one. boy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've mostly just been playing uh SMT. I haven't really I I played a little bit of Sonic Col- Colors Ultimate. Oh, the fmvs in that are (laughs) fucked yeah uh they used an ai upscaler on them so there is of course a lot of stuff just kind of warbling around uh Uh but the problem i had in particular is they keep stuttering a lot like Mm. they are unwatchable It, it is like trying to watch a video with a poor internet connection and you're just getting like stuttering every couple of seconds uh, there's like a seven gigabyte update that needs to get applied to the game, and so I just let that run, and I've not been back to it. So hopefully that fixes that.
0: But yikes! Maybe yikes! It does not run good. Speaking of AI upscaling, they use that on the Beatles documentary. Oh no! And so if you want to see a really smooth Ringo, I uh, don't. <laughs> that's your, just go check it out.
1: I don't want it's to weird,
0: see though. smooth Ringo at all. It's weird. There are sometimes that where it looks totally fine, and like you can even see the film grain still in it and everything. But then other times, I guess like the footage they had, they couldn't really do much with or something. It looks really weird.
1: Oh no! It's like the uh, like Disney restoring a movie, all the details and the grain, so you lose all of Ringo's like wrinkles.
0: <laughs> it is on Disney Plus uh the the weird well the weird thing about that this is from peter jackson um and um there was like a disclaimer at the front that's like uh this contains swearing and smoking in it uh it's like ricky from trailer park boys um but that's just funny because everything else they've censored and this one they don't so like what's the point of censoring anything anymore i can't just have all the rest of the stuff on disney plus
1: can't believe Paul said the fuck word.
0: Oh yeah, this a completely
1: lot. destroyed my perception of the band. They were all good <laughs> boys, Larry. They were
0: very good boys. I think he probably does the most, actually. <laughs> Him and George.
1: Remember when he got shot? He was like, "Ah, oh, fuck! Oh, fuck! You shot me! Ah, oh, goddamn it! Fuck!" Who? Ah, oh, well, one of them. Whichever one got shot. I don't fucking oh, remember.
0: John. <laughs> well, that's John, who I was just saying did not. Oh. Why I thought you were talking about, like, I
1: thought John would have sworn the most since he was, no. like, an abusive like wife, Peter, or something.
0: <laughs> no. He's mostly chill through the whole thing, actually. So far, anyway.
1: Yeah, beat your wife, rough her up a little bit, then chill he, out.
0: He usually doesn't show up, though, until, like, noon. There are parts where <laughs> Paul and George are just like, yeah, hey, Lennon's not here yet. It's about 11 o'clock.
1: Wish someone would shoot that guy.
0: <laughs> Everybody loves Ringo, though. He's would, just a, a joy to have around.
1: Would he kill him to show up on time? Jeez. <sighs> no, I've I've not watched that. I probably will not watch
0: that. No, of course not, because yeah. it, it's not like a career spanning thing. It's just specifically mm. about the uh, get back sessions, which resulted in like Let It Be and all of that. Mm. Uh, basically, the end of the band.
1: Well, it's also, you said, on Disney+, and if I signed up for that, I would be sucked in by the magnetic pole of The Simpsons.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's mostly what I use it for, anyway.
1: Hey, the, the, some of the Beatles got started on The Simpsons, so there I go. Why yeah, do I Ringo. need this documentary?
0: Marge sent Ringo her paintings.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so though, the, the documentary is really good. It, it's not, like I said, it's not really a narrative thing. It's just more about seeing the moments of the process of how everything went together but it's pretty cool i like it
1: i thought you were linking me because i saw the clip earlier where uh they go like hey paul hey rich and then they just start like mashing on the (laughs) piano i thought you were linking me as some sort of like this is spinal tap thing (laughs) no (laughs) i did not realize that was actually them from the documentary i thought that was a a goof a a funny video that somebody made
0: also something interesting I'll have to show you is um, that because the audio was kind of a mess, like it was just recorded with with the microphones like in the room, and mm-hmm. so everybody's talking all the time and there's all this background music and everything, um, they did the AI thing also to isolate audio tracks, um, which is really insane to actually like hear. There are videos that show, like, here's just the instrumentation, Here's just the dialogue Uh, Here's just the ambient noise
1: I thought it was really weird The part where Paul just said guitar Hank
0: (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Good one
1: Yeah Yeah, Good job Wiggle John back and forth And he gets longer and longer
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not sure what's up with the rigging on George Like his arms like go all over the place
1: Paul's halfway through the ground in a T pose.
0: All right, quick question: What's your favorite Beatles song?
1: Oh, um, probably Sergeant Pepper.
0: (laughs) All right, could you sing a little bit of that? Uh, It's me, Sergeant Pepper.
1: Where's Lieutenant Salt?
0: So, yep, that's it. Did you know that Sgt. Pepper's is actually a song or were you just like saying that cuz it's an album?
1: Uh, yes.
0: Okay, great.
1: I don't know what my favorite Beatles song is. Uh I like the one about the car where they're in the car they're singing about a car. Uh baby, baby won't you drive my car? Is yeah. that it? Yeah, yeah, that's I think that's probably my favorite one.
0: I don't think they're sitting in the car. They are saying about a car.
1: I don't know. I didn't watch the documentary. I don't know anything about the Beatles.
0: That's earlier, Mm. but okay. Hey
1: Jude is all right.
0: Yep. It's fine. So like, that's actually sort of the impetus for everything that's happening in this, uh, which is that as everybody knows, including you, Mm -hmm. uh, they stopped performing live, uh, about two, three years before this. Uh, and then they did the single for Hey Jude into the video for that, and they had a live audience there, and they were thought, ah, this is actually pretty okay. Uh, and f- somehow that turned into, we're going to do the next album live and also a TV special. Also, we're going to do it all in like two weeks because Ringo had an out. He had to go film some movie that nobody has ever heard of.
1: Oh, what movie was that?
0: the the magic christian or something
1: you're right i've never heard of that <laughs> yeah
0: like i feel like it would only be known like as part of like beatles apocrypha you know like
1: yeah like that weird cartoon that they had
0: yellow submarine
1: i, I thought it was something else like they had some saturday morning there, yeah like, there was like a weird cartoon,
0: that cartoon. A while. yes yeah. that I, I saw some of um but uh like i had heard of you know like how i won the war or whatever it is with john lennon um Stuff like that, but I had never heard of this movie before. I do, by
1: the way, I like how girls were crazy for the Beatles back in the day, but anytime you'd see like a cartoon of them, it looked like a like some sort of Coney Island character artist doing a John (laughs) Oliver.
0: Yeah, yeah. They all looked like Don Hertzfeld creations or something. Yes. Um
1: I love it. (laughs) I just love that they make them look as grotesque as possible.
0: Uh huh. Uh, This guy, like, was that, like, the cartoon related to Three Stooges' cartoon?
1: I don't remember. I want to say that they, like, broke up something else. Like, they were kind of done as, like, in between things for something else. Maybe. I don't know. Look, it was a while ago. I was, like, 15 at the time.
0: (laughs) I don't remember. That seems old. Yeah, I'm a boomer. I, I remember it from when I was, like, four or five or something. I think it was on like a VHS, uh. So, um, yeah they they have like a very short time to put this together, and this might surprise you; it doesn't work out.
1: Oh, uh, you don't say! Yeah,
0: uh, but basically, like the recordings and stuff from this are what became the last album, "Let It Be."
1: Mm. By the and, way, uh, the, the the reason I think I know about that cartoon to begin with is I'm pretty sure like a bunch of it is lost media now. Okay So if you get those VHS's Probably not you, you might help some weirdos on the internet Who have nothing better to do than to try to like Dig up old footage of a Beatles cartoon
0: I feel like somebody else Must have it
1: um, I'm sure somebody does but a lot of those things Are just I think that the hunt for certain pieces Of lost media can be very interesting Because when they end up finding them it's just from these Absolutely weird places Sure Uh But yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I'll watch that documentary eventually. No, you won't. You know what they should make a documentary of, though, about like the making of something else is uh, like the making of the monkey's head.
0: Yes. I I would watch that. I I was going to say that about the movies. Like none of the movies are as good as Head featuring the monkeys. I
1: love Head. (laughs) I think about Head often. Yeah. Monkeys are the strangest people.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. The cow said it. Yeah, Frank Zappa said it.
1: <laughs> I still just... I really, really love that one bit that they're doing like a sort of Saturday Night Live kind of like stand-up, or not stand-up, but just like a little comedy routine and like one of them just has this ice cream cone that melts progressively throughout <laughs> the entire scene. He doesn't need it at all, just it's holding it. Uh-huh. Oh, head is so good. Yeah. It's a shame Who, that, that who's, not...
0: Who's uh-huh? the hottest monkey?
1: Oh, don't make me choose <laughs> okay, mostly because I don't remember their individual names
0: uh Davey Paul Jones Paul Davey... was the
1: hottest monkey
0: <laughs> Davy Jones, Mickey Dolans,
1: oh Mickey dolans
0: uh what no, he's
1: the murder face of the monkeys.
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
1: It is a shame that not more people will see head and appreciate it for what it is, which is a band absolutely trying to blow up their career because they're <laughs> fucking sick of this shit. I
0: mean, the monkeys were such a weird thing in general. Like, just they, like, were. they were. They were like the gorillas of their time.
1: Yeah, it, it's kind of clear that like people wanted them to be a very specific thing that was big at that time, and they did not care for that, so they just kind of kept fucking around. every chance they got. Well, yeah, I, I think we might have talked about it on the podcast before, but their whole thing was they were just completely done with all of it. And so they decided to do this bizarre avant garde movie because they knew people would hate it and nobody would want the monkeys anymore. And goddammit, it it worked. The, the, the <laughs> bastards did it. It worked. The one thing they didn't account on was weird 30-somethings in the 2010s finding this movie and thinking it's the greatest shit in the world.
0: Leading to Mickey Dolan's appearing on uh, Tim and Eric Bits. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, I should watch that again. It's been yeah, a while. It's been a few years. Yeah, I I haven't uh I've been watching too much outside of Star Trek. I haven't played anything outside of SMD. So this has been a bit of a,
0: a yeah. bit of a slow
1: week. I got games on the way though. I'll be playing Guardians of the Galaxy here pretty hey.
0: soon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to do a little bit of catch up also for the gizmos coming up. I've got a couple of things I need to finish before that.
1: Yeah, my thought process was, oh, I should start the Yakuza collection, and then I thought, oh, the Gizmos are coming up, and I probably should play Deathloop and Guardians of the Galaxy, just so mm-hmm. I have more to, to talk about. Um, I, I doubt I'll be able to finish either of them by the time that we get there, but I'll probably be able to get a decent amount of the way. No,
0: up. because as I mentioned, Guardians is way longer yeah. than I thought it was when I started it.
1: Yeah. Um, but uh, also
0: way better than I expected it to be. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, plus, I'll still be trying to finish up SMT5. So, I'll have that Taking up my time in addition to the other games that I'm getting. I'll
0: probably yeah, never I,
1: finish it. I probably should finish up Wonder, Wonder, Wonder World, Wonderland, <laughs> so we can talk about that. Because I'm sure that'll be somewhere in the Golden Grimmies. I was just sure. going to
0: say, that's not really gizmo material, that's Grimmie no. material.
1: But still, I should I should make more progress than just playing that demo. Although, boy, what a demo.
0: What a demo.
1: <laughs> what a demo.
0: <laughs> the demo's so good, they deleted it.
1: Yeah, they had to take it off the market so people might have to buy the game if they want to play a little bit of Wonder World. Wonderworld. Um, God, all those arrived today. Uh I I wish I could have played more Sonic colors, but those cutscenes are just I I can't do it. Um but the actual like game I played a little bit, like I played maybe three levels of that, runs super good in the levels. Yeah. Looks really good. Does the cutscenes
0: really matter? It's
1: Sonic. This one doesn't even have
0: him smooching like a human lady.
1: That's true.
0: This is What's the, the point?
1: this is the dropping off point for people with like Sonic stories where they're really upset that they're just like goofy and funny all the time and not very Mm self-serious. And like, I guess I get it to a point, but also like when colors came out, I think it's exactly what it should have been. They focused on the things that made uh, unleashed worked and they went with humor that they didn't think would alienate people. Like, Colors is great. It's a perfectly good game. It was the perfect game to come along for that franchise at the time. Real shame that they decided immediately after that, we should go back to making bad games again. Fucking forces. That piece of shit.
0: Was forces forces wasn't, like, right after Colors, was it? No, that's the thing.
1: They should have had it figured out again by the time Forces came out. Yeah, Generations was the next one.
0: So you like that one.
1: I think that game is okay. It's fine. Oh, come on. It's fine. It's fine. You
0: kept talking about how it was the best Sonic game. <laughs> I like it. It's
1: fine. It, at that point in time, yeah, I thought it was. like <laughs> Idiot. Oh, I'm sorry, how many good Sonic games was I getting at that point in time?
0: <laughs> One, you had Colors, and you rejected it. You refused to acknowledge it, even though I would tell you it was good, and you're like, meh, Colors, Generations, now that's radical.
1: Colors, Colors <laughs> doesn't have City Escape. Colors doesn't have City Escape.
0: I played generations and like three times in a row, Sonic fell through the world when I tried to <laughs> grind a rail. I was like, ah
1: well, that's Xbox. your problem. <laughs>
0: Get better at the game. That sucked.
1: You have to be you have to anticipate Robotnik's nefarious traps. It says so right <laughs> sure. in the manual.
0: It may require restarting the Xbox three sixty.
1: <laughs> that's right. It may require sending your Xbox three sixty in for repairs. Depends on whether or not the game red rings it. Who knows? Every time you start up the console, you're taking a chance. You're taking your life into your own hands when you turn on the Xbox 360.
0: Just spinning the chamber of the revolver. (laughs) See what happens.
1: The revolver spins around 360 degrees, and then you uh, blow your brains out. Yeah. Oh, we should watch that 2005 Xbox 360 press conference. I had to miss it last week. I was not feeling well. We're going to try to do it this week, but... okay. I scrubbed through it, and there definitely seems to be way more video games in that than the Sony one.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, because the 360 was coming out that year.
1: They showed off the goods, Larry, Yeah, Yeah, the Xbox One. The Sony one, all charts, Xbox, all games.
0: I don't know, I had that guy talking about his computer wife.
1: How fortunes would flip many years later when Sony's like, Hey, here's a bunch of games, and Xbox is just like TV. You could watch TV center of the living room tv
0: i love tv don Matrick, like single-handedly wrecking the xbox brand was really something <laughs> to behold
1: i just like them like the whole needing to like verify your games thing not letting you like play used games on the console and them instead of like immediately going hey uh we'll have more details about this in the future And then, like, maybe a a couple months later, the details are, we're reversing course on that. Yes, you'll be able to play used games. They just kept doubling down. Uh Uh-huh. Every interview they would do, they were just like, uh, of course you have an internet connection unless you live in, like, a submarine.
0: (laughs) Fuck you! And, of course, that was the infamous one where Mattrick was like, well, if you don't have an internet connection, uh, we have a console for you. It's called the Xbox 360.
1: Yep. And then he was like, hey, wait a second, I'm going to go work for Zynga now.
0: Zynga? (laughs) How'd that work out? I mean, it doesn't matter. He got a golden parachute from Xbox and Zynga, so... Yeah. I don't know what he's up to now.
1: Don Matrick has burned two companies to the ground, but he's doing fine.
0: Didn't he go to EA? Or was Zynga part of EA at that point?
1: If only he burned EA to the ground, but... Unfortunately, mm. I think EA is too big to die.
0: Conducting an op to place Don Matrick as CEO of Activision Blizzard.
1: Oh, God.
0: It's the only way.
1: God. So, that's definitely something we're going to have to talk about on the Grimmies, too, is that whole fucking thing.
0: Uh, so everybody at this
1: point demanding that Bobby step the hell down and put his head in the guillotine, and he refuses. Of course.
0: Did anybody think should. that he would, like, willingly go?
1: No, and also, like, he should to save the company because, I mean, talk about golden parachutes, that dude will be fine too. He'll get paid a ton of money to leave. Yeah, he was in Moneyball. Yeah. He is the Moneyball. Have you seen <laughs> him? <laughs> yeah, he's very
0: wide. That's why he has those custom sweaters.
1: He's just been, like, catamaried into a bunch of dollar <laughs> bills. <laughs> fucking fat
0: fuck Dig Dug like plugged into him and started blowing him up and then left before he finished and exploded him
1: <laughs> fucking Baron Harconian over here just floating <laughs> around the Activision Blizzard offices going my Activision, uh,
0: my Blizzard uh,
1: nice tits uh. <laughs> fuck Bobby Koenig
0: sinking Hold- into his puddle of goo
1: the whole board should throw him off the top of the building at this point, but they're in on it too. He filled the board up with sickos like him, so he's fine and he's going uh-huh. to be fine. And like Activision Blizzard is also too big to fail. Like, even though they've got like all this, all this going against them, they're going to continue to sell games and they're going to continue to be fine. And unless like that thing in California gains enough traction that they face like serious consequences for all of it. Which I kind of doubt that it will, because it never nah. fucking works out that way. The, they'll continue to be fine. It's infuriating. Like <laughs> something in the industry needs to change, and yet I get
0: the feeling that it just never will. It's also just interesting because, like, if you look at what does Activision Blizzard do, it's not much.
1: Like, uh, they, they
0: don't put out much anymore.
1: Uh, well, they talk about Overwatch too.
0: Yeah, that's true. They do talk about Overwatch <laughs> 2. It might come out someday.
1: It'll come out only once they have something else that they can trot out to talk about anytime they step in shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, at this point, they've basically got the World of Warcraft and the Call of Duty, and that's it.
1: I am 100% convinced that Overwatch 2 exists only as a cover for whenever they fuck something up. Maybe. Like, I'm sure it's in production. I'm sure it's a thing that people are working on. But I think that the genesis of that thing is, well, people would respond very positively to big Overwatch news. So what if we made another Overwatch? Then we can talk about it whenever things get bad. I mean, it's still like a single player thing, too, isn't it? So, like, I don't...
0: It's it's both, but I think, like, the multiplayer part is free. And it's, like, at cross-play with the first one.
1: Look, it's it's fine. Everything's fine. They changed McCree's name, so it's fine now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember what it is now. Me either. McCree was a good name.
1: It was. It's a shame that some rapist guy also was
0: named McCree. Well, like, why would you even say that? Like, just say he's named after Mad Dog McCree. Yeah.
1: Like, you, you, could you don't do have that. to say
0: he was named after the rapist. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird.
1: Maybe Mad Dog McCree was a rapist. We don't know.
0: It could be and probably was.
1: Yeah. The character, not the actor. No, we both. can't legally say that about the actor. <laughs> <laughs> but the character, we can sit here and speculate that he's a huge rapist. That's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We could say that Mad Dog McCree is the source of the Omicron variant, and that's totally okay, just as long as it's not the actor who we're accusing. Mm-hmm man
0: oh speaking of call of duty i finished vanguard's campaign
1: oh that's yeah, pretty good so anyway <laughs> <laughs> well i'm trying to actually like rack my brain and think about like what would end up making the uh biggest cluster excuse me biggest cluster folks for this year's grim and i'm not coming up with as much as i normally would
0: well it's because like basically nothing has happened this year
1: yeah it's been a pretty uh free and easy and breezy year for video games it turns out when you don't put out video games Uh you can't step in shit as much like i think the activision blizzard thing is really like the only major thing that seems like the the clear contender even though it kind of goes against the spirit of that since the spirit is more like oh something fucked up in a hilarious way not oh this company did like things that were like abject evil yes I don't know we'll 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 get there. That's another episode, but suffice it to say i'm I'm having trouble thinking of i I guess like the other one would be the whole like Nintendo thing with uh n sixty four and Genesis games I guess so that would count, yeah, I don't think it should win, but that
0: counts. I, I don't know that it really does. Because it was basically like, they announced this, and rational people are like, that sucks. And then Nintendo fans are like, give me, give me, I give you money, and uh, that's it. But
1: it's got Ocarina of Time. I can't play Ocarina of Time on anything else, they've got Ocarina of Time.
0: That's a good point. You play Ocarina of Time in a worse form than if you plug in a Wii U. By the way, well, yeah.
1: uh, as it happens, Ocarina of Time has now been 100% decompiled, just like Mario 64 was. So I guess uh-huh. get ready for a very faithful, high-quality Ocarina of Time PC ports. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you could pay Nintendo
0: $50. Did you ever see that thing um, about the uh, prototype for Sonic 1 that somebody found? Yes. Yeah i was just reading an article about that and i wasn't sure i didn't know if you'd ever brought it up
1: i played it on stream remember the 3do thing i played it over that
0: no i don't remember that (laughs) i wasn't watching it
1: you old man um no that means that there's the other sonic one uh Beta that people really want to get, which is like the first time the game was shown, and it was like completely different from oh. what it was well, uh, but the, I don't think anybody's ever found that. I'm pretty I'm, sure that's like been like wiped and lost to time at this point.
0: The one I'm talking about had like different names for all the zones, and like there were no bosses in it, and like some of the backgrounds were just like blank
1: i. Th- think that's the one that I played, but maybe somebody oh, found okay. one that was earlier. I
0: do remember, yeah, you green screened it and it like made it unwatchable. And yes. I, I told you it was a stupid idea. Okay, I remember that now. It was
1: a very good idea, and I liked it, <laughs> and I'm proud of the work that I did. <laughs> but yeah, the like, level layouts were very different in that thing. They, they had uh, some like gimmicks and concepts that people knew about, uh, but never actually saw like an action uh I always think it's neat when people find these, like, really ancient betas where the game is radically different. But, like I said, there's apparently one other one that predates that where it's a totally different game by that point. Uh, Like, there's no robot enemies. They're monster enemies. Huh. And it's got, like, a ridiculous amount of parallax scrolling in the background. Like, it looks like a fucking platform master's stage.
0: Do you know, wasn't there, like, one prototype of, I think, three... Where like Sonic would get stunned if he like hit a wall while running too fast. Uh, Which that seems was Sonic like a two. great idea. Okay, yeah. too.
1: Yeah, and and they quickly realized, oh, this is no fun to play at all, and they took that <laughs> out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Garbage idea. Anyway, I was reading about that in a retro gamer magazine. I was looking through my back issues, and ooh, that was in one. It's a good magazine. You should check it out. You'd, you should uh, make a me a photocopy of, photo copy of like. that
1: magazine and send it to me. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, it's in digital form, so it makes so it even easier.
1: Print it out, and then take it to a
0: Kinko's. <laughs> okay. And then you want a black and white copy, lowest quality.
1: That's right. Well, I don't want you to pay much money for it.
0: No, and then I'll mail it to you.
1: <laughs> some of the pages are, like, sized all wrong, so some of them are too big <laughs> and they get cut off in the margins, and then some of them are, like, really small.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I can't read this
0: shit. I can't read. <laughs> See those funny little markings? They're called words.
1: Retro Corner?
0: Retro Corner.
1: It's time for Retro Corner? Yeah. It's the worst Retro Corner yet. This is the last Retro Corner before it's all Mario games. Uh, So we finally have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie Mm. and Donkey Kong 64. Oh. We have to do it. Grant Kirkhope is in my room. He has got a gun. It is trained to the back of my yeah. head. <laughs> Rare is a company that made good video games at one point in time.
0: Yeah, like Banjo Kazooie. No.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. No. Yeah, Banjo Kazooie is good. Too no, it's low. not.
1: Banjo Kazooie fucking sucks. It's terrible. <laughs>
0: Uh, this is a bad take hey
1: little idiot kids in the 90s what if there were five million fucking things for you to find in this (laughs) stupid video game and then you get them all and it's like let's talk about a feature in this other video game that we're not gonna fucking put in
0: it (laughs) i'm still mad about stop and swap yes i'm mad about
1: stop and swap
0: also there aren't that many collectibles it's like the notes the jinjos and the too uh, much too much right there you said two things that's two too many no it's not there should
1: be one thing like stars that's it you get them you're done you're in you're out you're playing a different game
0: oh you mean like also a coins and red coins
1: i'm over here i'm playing banjo kazooie (laughs) I got my, my laptop is on and I'm playing like that old, like early 90s TV show about computers and I look like I've been fucking lobotomized. (laughs) Just drooling all over myself. One of the worst, lowest points of this entire list was playing all three of these games.
0: There were other collectibles in Mario 64. No, there wasn't. It was just stars. Red coins. Yes, you get a star for getting the red coins. <laughs> yeah, and for getting the jinjos, you get a jiggy.
1: Hey, guess what? The red stars are all in like the same location and there's only eight of them each time and they're very easy to get. The the worst part about Mario sixty four is having to get a hundred coins in some of the levels because uh-huh. some of the levels like only have a hundred coins. Like yeah, those sucks. bits suck. The the little music notes similarly suck in Banjo-Kazooie because there's, I want to say, a different amount in each level. I think so. And you have to get every single one of them in the level. And if you die and you get thrown out of the level, I'm pretty sure they all respawn. So you have to do. get them in one go. I'm I'm pretty sure they do in one. I think in two they fixed that. I
0: don't know. I just remember the main thing that irritated me was in the 360 port uh, when you, so there are the hidden things with like the puzzles on the wall where you like put the puzzles together and it's playing like a scene from the game in the puzzle, yeah. you know? Uh, and if Banjo picks up a note in that, that counts as you having picked it up, which then erases it from the level. So I was unable to get a hundred percent in that game because uh he picked up the notes in the cabin on the ship level and so those were not there that's why i say i think they're gone no matter what
1: i i think that also well first of all i think that's banjo Tui that you're talking about where you pick up no. the puzzle pieces and it plays that a little scene
0: nope it's kazooie because i did not play much of banjo i played
1: them back to back and they kind of blur together a little bit for me on retrospect
0: uh Tui is terrible um, two he has a whole lot of backtracking no, no, and, and like uh yeah. get like turn into this thing back here and now go all the way yeah. back over here no
1: two is way worse than one one is still not a good game i do not care what you say banjo kazooie is
0: terrible great music thanks grant Kirk. that
1: that is okay so uh, let me instead of being completely negative i will say the things that i like about banjo kazooie Grant Kirkup's music uh-huh. is fantastic. Yeah. That final, that final level where you're doing Gruntilda's quiz show is unexpected and fun. It's subverted oh, my expectations, though. and so it's good. Um, yeah, like actually, there's so many like you can get so far in that thing, and then it's like you lose, and you have yeah. to go back and do it all over again. It sucks.
0: Well, that and I just don't like that final fight where you're like trying to launch at her. With yeah, because the, 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 the flight model. controls are not great.
1: Yeah, the actual final fight is not very good at all. Uh, I do think conceptually, though, that you getting to the end of the game and it's a quiz show thing about what you've done in the game is neat. Yeah, you It could you have know been X- executed better, that? but it's neat.
0: Earthworm Jim um, 2.
1: Yeah, I guess he got me there. Earthworm Jim 2 is a great game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, Earthworm Jim 2 is good. I have Earthworm Jim for the Sega Saturn, so I'll be able to play that. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, I I think it's kind of like a neat novelty that I'll be able to actually hook that up to like a CRT and play Earthworm Jim 1 on a CRT. Kind of take me back in the day when I did that as a kid. So kind of looking forward to that. It's a neat little novelty. Um, Okay. It cost me nothing to be able to do that. I just had to burn the disc. Ignore the fact I had to spend like $200 on a Sega Saturn. Just (laughs) (laughs) perish that thought. It's free. (laughs) um free. <laughs> and play Earthworm Jim for the low price of $200. You know, only uh,
0: cost you your soul. Look.
1: Tenepo gets none of that. So, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's free. <laughs> um, what was I Oh right. Um, I I like uh Ecombocum.
0: Yeah, Ekombocom.
1: Yeah. I I like the the, I'm why am I blanking on oh uh, mumbo mumbo jumbo yeah yeah he's right all yeah the the weird little like um almost star fox sort of sounds that the characters make that I think Mm -hmm. has been like it's become more ubiquitous towards uh banjo kazooie now than it has star fox but you know it's it's very similar sort of thing I wonder like what are the I wonder what the origins of that is Because it seems like that had to have been maybe from, like, some sort of show that a lot of these people must have watched, like, when they were kids or something. Because it pops up in, like, a bunch of different things.
0: I don't... Well, you mean Ecomboecom specifically?
1: No, I mean, like, just a sort of, like, mumble talk that characters would... I
0: I feel like that's probably just them working around the N64's storage limitations. Mm. That they were just, like, we can just sort of have these chopped up bits that just sort of play in...
1: I guess... I just sort of wondered if maybe it came from some weird like 70s kid show or something that they maybe saw.
0: And some of it probably is like we we're, were a bunch of weirdos. They're British for one thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, like, I was like, thinking like a, a British kids show specifically, yeah, yeah, yeah. like maybe it's one of those things where they do it all with like
0: puppets and stuff. Sure. Like Mr. Blobby. Like yeah. That kind of weird thing.
1: Yeah, all the British folks loved uh, Mr. Goopy back in the day, and you still see the legacy of Mr. Goopy reverberating through their media.
0: Yeah, like Grant Kirko, probably big fan of Rick Myall. Uh, Look, uh, I want
1: to get off into this whole racist tirade against the British, but The Doctor was trending on Twitter a few days ago, and I got excited because naturally I thought, oh, it's you know Robert Picardo's character The Doctor <laughs> from Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> it was not fucking that no A sports car just drove by very loudly and (laughs) shook my whole room Um,
0: wait that was you that was outside here
1: no that was here that's weird unless it happened at the same time oh no it did that's because i heard the vibration
0: i'm pretty sure it wasn't like a sports car though it was something large it doesn't matter
1: anyway who cares it's probably not going to show up in the recording um yeah, no, I, those are that, that's it. Those are the only positives I have to say about Banjo Kazooie. I think the levels are very frustrating to play, as really finicky fucked up camera that I hate having to try to wrestle with, and again, there's too much what? shit to collect in those
0: games. Like, what if what? you played the 360 version where you just have a regular camera control? But
1: then I might enjoy it more. <laughs> <laughs> what Maybe. <do> you think? <laughs> of course, I would have a better time with that. That's not how I'm doing things in in retro corner. I gotta play the real deal. I have to play like I would back in the day, or at least as close enough to it as I can get. Uh, All right,
0: except I you're paid, also like doing weird stuff with like upscalers and things, which at that point just played the I court. paid money for Banjo <laughs> Kazooie. I paid real money. I got a real cart.
1: Played it once. and I'm never gonna play it again.
0: <laughs> Congratulations.
1: Thank you. <laughs> That's all I ever wanted was for you to just congratulate me on this. Now the podcast can end. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like collectathon games. I've talked about that before on this podcast. I, I needed to, I guess, revalidate that opinion by actually giving both the Banjo-Kazooie games, like, a real honest try. Because I only ever, like, played them at friends' houses back at the day, like, in little short bursts. And back then, they seemed fine. But then, like over time, they they started to seem like these things that I would probably hate. So I needed to know whether or not that was true. And guess what? It is. I hate them. <laughs> I think that they're terrible. Um, Mario sixty four, I think, continues to be the only collectathon game that I actually like. And a lot of that is because it is very focused in what you're collecting and what you need to go do. Like exploring in that game is fun, whereas in Banjo Kazooie, everything just feels very frustrating to me it is it
0: is too big of a game okay here's the thing though i have a bit of a counterpoint to this will you hear me out (sighs) sure in mario when you collect a star it boots you back out of the level and you have to restart yeah that is bad in banjo kazooie it does not and so you can just keep going and keep collecting everything without having to restart
1: that is the one positive i will give banjo kazooie over mario 64 Okay. Like in, in Mario sixty four, and and we'll talk about more Mario sixty four stuff in a, a future episode. But in some of those levels, like you need to select the mission because it will change elements of the level itself. Yeah. So I sort of get why they did that, but I think it's more forgivable in Mario sixty four. Both because of that and the fact that it was so early in this I would think Nintendo would have figured it out had they done a follow-up to it
0: Sure, it should have an option to be like, just stay in the level Like, if you have like 97 coins or something
1: That said, they did do a follow-up, it's called Mario Sunshine
0: It's an awful game,
1: and I can't remember whether or not it kicks you out of the level still But I think it does
0: I think so I'm not sure either
1: should I stream all of Mario Sunshine? No. Should
0: I just try to beat that
1: game? Nuts? No,
0: absolutely not. Maybe I, some of it, but not all.
1: I've not played any of the the Mario Galaxy games. I don't know if those are like heavy collectathon things or not. I thought that they were not really. I thought they skewed more towards like the Mario 3D World style of game.
0: Kind of, yeah.
1: Like they're more linear.
0: And they're still open,
1: but they're more linear in design than Mario 64's Sunshine is what I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh,
1: I enjoyed Odyssey, but Odyssey also falls under the trap of there is too much stuff to do in this, and so I've not 100% of that game, and I doubt I ever will. Um, but I think Mario Odyssey is fun. Like you were, You feel like you're constantly making progress in that game, and of course you don't need to get everything to beat it so i I thought it was fine it It also feels more focused both mechanically and in what you have to do than sunshine. You don't have to yeah. fuck around with no flood in no. Odyssey, but you get so. cool
0: stuff like you get that like weird mid air dive and you can throw the hat and jump on it, and it's got some yeah. neat mobility options in it
1: yeah mechanically, Odyssey is a very solid game.
0: It's and like the I, parts I, where you go sideways, like in a uh, link between worlds.
1: Yeah, I mean that's probably my favorite part of that game. Actually, is doing the 2D stuff. Um, of course, the the big showpiece level where they're doing mm. the song and and you're New kind Donk. of climbing up. Yeah, oh, that's a really good name for a level two. New Donk City. Uh huh. I love it.
0: Uh, Pauline still alive. It turns out.
1: <laughs> mayor. She's yeah. the mayor of the city now. That's right. She's Living a on girl boss. That's right. Uh, yeah, there. That's it. Those are the two like collectathon games I like: Mario Odyssey and Mario sixty
0: four. I can't stand won any zero other ones. Uh, votes, by the way, in the primary. But yeah. <laughs> not even in our own state.
1: hashtag Where's Pauline? <laughs> Remember the, the, the crisis at the uh, border of the Mushroom Kingdom, all those Goombas coming over, and she, <laughs> she just said, laughed
0: about it? Yeah, and said, do not come.
1: <laughs> we don't want any Goombas here. <laughs> Princess Peach is reenacting President Bowser's Goomba policy. <laughs> oh, Christ. Donald Trump ruined everything. All the media you like is now bleak. Um, No, I... I I I think like a, a large part of my dislike of Kazooie and Tui though to kind of com- to, to draw that comparison to Odyssey is mechanically they just don't feel that good to play. The controls feel very finicky. Again, the camera thing which I know was solved in the port is a nightmare to deal with on the actual Nintendo 64. The amount of different moves and things that they give you to do is interesting but they map them in such weird ways that it's a pain in the ass to do any particular move that you need to do like oh, i gotta yeah. fucking i gotta hold this button and then like oh is it this on the c pad no is this on the c pad like they give you way too much and right. none of them are like logically laid out
0: on that controller it's like c left is invincibility uh, c up is shoot eggs forward c down is shoot eggs backwards See, in right in, is
1: in 2e it gets more confusing because they add so much more into that yeah. one so it's just kind of a mess well, like in, that, in it's one, just it's just like relatively you, crouch, you crouch
0: and you jump to do your backflip jump it's basically like mario so
1: but then they give you the gun and then it's like a first person shooter goldeneye that's guys remember 2E. goldeneye yeah no it sucks 2e <laughs> is also bad
0: yeah <laughs> 2e is worse so th- that's what I would say about these is I liked them both when I was a kid. I always liked Tui less, but I still like played through it because you know, you're a kid. What else are you going to do? Uh, and then recently I played through them on uh, the 360 port, which I'd already played when that came out of Kazooie. I hadn't played Tui at that point,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: recently I played through Kazooie, uh, had a good time with it. Uh, started Tui did not make it very far before thinking no thanks uh, this they, is terrible
1: that's and and to lightly segue into Donkey Kong sixty four the reception of Banjo Kazooie was so positive I think that like a dominating like frame of mind back then was oh there needs to just be more more yeah got to have more just you need double to double down on everything yeah. make it bigger. People are paying like 50 bucks a pop for these games. So this needs Bigger. to be like, it's the Far Cry 6 thing where it's like, oh, you're <laughs> set for the entire year. You bought this one game. Congratulations. Yeah. So like Rare Assassin's went... Assassin's
0: Creed problem.
1: Yeah. Rare went way off the deep end with this stuff in both Banjo-Tooie and Donkey Kong 64 where there is entirely too much shit to do. It is so far into excess with that I don't know who has the patience for it other than kids whose parents couldn't afford many video games back in the day. So of course they're going to beat it or weirdos like me with a list that have held themselves to an unreasonable standard. The kind of freak who looks at a bet and goes, "Ah, eh, maybe I should watch star Trek Picard. Like those are the only two maniacs who are going to get a hundred percent in these games, mm-hmm. uh, which I did in both of them. <laughs> um,
0: God damn,
1: yeah, you sound drained of life just hearing about it. Imagine how I felt when I finished this dark task (laughs) of mine. Terrible, it was a husk for weeks, just drained um, of life. All my enthusiasm taken
0: over, (laughs) (laughs) just drained you of all bodily fluids.
1: Oh, the experience was so traumatic, I decided to make this movie. It's called George Brundle's Head. (laughs) <laughs> George Brundle is the strangest person, says this cow, but it's in Grant Kirkup's voice. Uh-huh. Um, Yeah, Banjo 2 is just, it's its way too much to bite off. I felt that one was way too much to bite off. And then, like, I don't want to get too deep into the swap and, and stop thing because it's something that everybody has heard about, but I do think it is very funny. And it is in keeping with Rare's sense of humor that your reward for 100% completion in the first game is to hear about a feature that will not be in the second game. Like, I know that at the time, they really thought that it would. And I think it's great that they were so committed to it that they put this cartridge out advertising it, and then were told, hey, guys, by the way, that won't work, actually. There's revisions to the N64 that will make this not work, and uh-huh. people will just be damaging their console. <laughs> so I think it's cool that, like, a bunch of that stuff is still hidden in the game. Like, a lot of it was you would need to get passwords from Banjo-Tooie to take back into the original Banjo-Kazooie, and then you'd be able to find, like, different keys and eggs and stuff. But, like, those passwords are still programmed into Banjo-Kazooie, so if you just know what they are, you can get to that content. Uh, Which, back in the day, people didn't know what they were, and it was only over time that people began to figure out what those passwords are. So, I got as close to true 100% complete as I could in that game, because I put the passwords in and went for the stop and swap stuff. I could not be stopped, but I could be swapped.
0: <laughs> and you know what else though? Hmm. Uh stop and swap works in the Xbox version.
1: It does. They did restore that, <laughs> which I, I think is also cool that they went did yeah, yeah. that. Um, yeah man everyone going like oh Banjo 3 they got to make
0: Banjo 3 No Well Banjo 3 was nuts and bolts which rules
1: Yes first of, first of all it exists this is just like people go and make Sonic Adventure 3 guess what they did it's Sonic 2006 I'm sorry Yeah like you just have to live with that it's out there you can enjoy it if you want to I mean good luck with that uh, the difference between those is Nuts and Bolts is apparently a good game, actually, that was just unfairly maligned.
0: Yeah, uh, um, it wasn't what people expected, but it, it's a really cool game. Yeah,
1: but but still, it's Banjo 3. I'm sorry, that's just what it is. What we you want, actually, is Banjo 3. Yeah,
0: and they like, say like this was supposed to be called Banjo 3 at one point, I think.
1: But that's, if they did end up actually doing a proper Banjo 3 e like the one that people want, because Banjo Tooie was also advertised. If you got like, I think it was you had to get a hundred percent of Banjo Tooie, and then they would talk about three. E. If they did an actual three, E, the reward for a hundred percent completion should be them advertising a thing that would not be in a follow-up. Like they should just keep that joke alive in each one. Uh, but that'll never happen. Nope. you'll get Banjo Kazooie and Smash Brothers, and that's it. They're never going to make another one of those games again.
0: Yeah. I don't even know what rears up to now. Uh, oh, Sea of Thieves.
1: Sea of Thieves, yeah. They're, I was going to say Avatars, oh, but those ma- don't exist. making
0: that, Weren't they making that other game? It's like it some like magic nature thing.
1: I think, yeah, but then it was, I was like
0: a trailer for it, and then nothing else. Well,
1: didn't that trailer come out like a long time ago?
0: At no, this point? it was like last year.
1: It was okay. Yeah, I I couldn't quite place it, but yeah, I I think I remember something about that um they i mean technically they did make another one of those kind of games it's called ukulele and boy that turned out good <laughs> that's right <laughs> Everwild. I, I almost thank you i almost bought ukulele just out of like loyalty at that point like there's just part of my brain that is uh in the same space that like Balan Wonderworld inhabits where I was like, huh, this is weird. I should buy this. Uh but I did not do that because man because ukulele seems even worse than Balan Wonderworld to me.
0: What's cool is uh, they did that sequel to Ukulele, which is a side scrolling game. Yeah. Uh which I, I hear's a lot better. Yeah, you know, I heard that too. Uh <laughs> and I played it. Those people are high on dust because it's terrible. (laughs) You're doing
1: spice, please. That is the contemporary (sighs) drug reference. Why do you
0: keep talking about Dune now?
1: Because I watched the Red Letter Media Dune review (laughs) and I've just been thinking about Dune a lot. Specifically David Lynch's Dune, which is way more interesting to me than the new Dune.
0: Been thinking about Dune a lot lately.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Look the new Dune I'm sure is a fine movie Everybody seems to like it But I really love David Lynch just ramping Every single bizarre thing about Dune Up to the maximum In the original Dune movie
0: It's a nightmare and it'll kill ya (laughs) Famously when he said About making Dune
1: Well, I'm I'm specifically thinking about the bit uh, As they explain there are people who take Too much spice and it gives them like uh, The gift of foresight but it also mutates them And in David Lynch's The foreskin Well, I mean, when you look at them in the David Lynch version of it, they basically do just look like foreskins suspended in a tank. Uh And it's gross. And I'm way into it. But, like, apparently, more accurately, it should be that they have, like, no limbs and they have, like, uh, flippers and and gills and stuff, which is just not as interesting to me. Okay. David Lynch's Dune is incomprehensible trash, but, boy, I love looking at it.
0: And Brad Dourif in it.
1: They milk that cat. (laughs) <laughs> they taped a rat to a cat you have to milk it or the poison will kill you just jamming needles into the baron's pustules oh the movie's so gross I like it banjo Tui is also gross but I don't like it I
0: <laughs> uh, had, had my sexual Humble awakening Wamba. though to the Banjo-Kazooie
1: game over screen <laughs>
0: what? oh yeah, yeah. Sure it's she... like oh no she's so hot the, now is hot yeah, yeah. That, that was why i wanted to bring up humba wumba i thought you would have something to say about her oh
1: god it, that's the uh the bee, right
0: no so uh, mumbo the jumbo's wumba. like a daughter i think i only
1: vaguely remember that i remember <laughs> the bee. I remember the bee in particular in one of the levels where she just has like huge bazongas Are you thinking of Conker's Bad Fur Day? No, no, I'm not. This was also in Banjo Tooie. The horniness was always, the horniness was an ever present part of rare games, uh, especially during the N64 era. There's a bee with huge tits in Banjo Tooie. I assume Larry's looking it up. Uh, Please make sure to turn safe search off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, you do. It's hard to miss. Honey bee. Thank you. Of course oh. her name is Honey Bee.
0: She's got physics, baby. <laughs> this All right. Found some good fan art here, too.
1: <laughs> I'd say make that the podcast cover for no. this episode, but I have something different in mind, uh, because it's finally time to talk about Donkey Kong 64, a game that I, way, uh,
0: I-, I am sending you this art, though. This was with Safe Search On. This came up, so.
1: Oh, no, the Honey God All in her Cleavage. Someone's going to have to lick it out of there.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Uh, someone's going to have to be me. Um. Donkey Kong 64. Larry, Donkey Kong yeah. 64 might be the worst game in this entire list. I've played some real goddamn trash. It's played, really bad. I played Strider 2. That game fucking sucks. But, like at least it's over in an hour or two, whereas Donkey Kong 64 is an interminable nightmare. Uh, I did not, while going through this list, beat the game at 100%, and my reasoning why is I have already done this. I have a picture. It will be the podcast thumbnail that shows that I have completed the game 100%. That is my evidence. It is proof that I've done the worst thing a human being can do to themselves. Worse than suicide. Getting a hundred percent completion <laughs> this in this is your, goddamn game.
0: This your harakiri equivalent is yes, hundred percent in Donkey Kong sixty four.
1: Merry Christmas, Mister Mister Brundle is a movie of, about honor and people forcing <laughs> themselves to beat Donkey Kong sixty four hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Well, at least you got smooched by a Takeshi katano though. <laughs>
1: That's right. He sees that I got 100% of the game, he kisses me, and then a jump cuts to me buried up to my neck in the middle <laughs> of the night, and I'm dead. <laughs> oh, I would pay so much money to see beat Takeshi play Donkey Kong 64, though. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, he wouldn't,
0: because he already he made that Takeshi's Challenge game. And so he knows, like, he can yeah. recognize a torture device when he sees it.
1: That's that's right. He would take one look at that factory level and start telling you about non-Euclidean design. Uh-huh. Um. So, backstory for this. When I mentioned a poor kid only having, like, uh, parents could only afford one game a year. That poor kid was me. And the game was Donkey Kong 64. And this mm. is why I beat it 100%. Uh, My mom had to take out a loan to afford a Nintendo 64 because her piece of shit kid kept bugging her for one. And I got it for Christmas and I hooked it all up to the TV in front of her and the DK rap came on. And you could see that she made a mistake in her face.
0: (laughs) You can't say hell in a Nintendo game.
1: (laughs) She... The, the the two times as a kid that I actually felt mortified about what I was enjoying while my parents were around was the DK rap and Batman and Robin Rose. <laughs> like I'm going to see this through, but could you please leave the room? I need privacy for this. Um, it was specifically all of poison Ivy smooching Batman and Robin that I was just, I guess, embarrassed about at that time. I don't know exactly sure. why. Um, I guess I, I felt like in a weird way I was watching pornography or something like that, because it was just like, what the fuck is going on? This is adult. Um,
0: yeah, uh, so my experience with DK64 was uh that I also got it for Christmas. Uh mostly because it came with the expansion pack, though. You have to uh, have it
1: to play the game. Uh, yeah. It's so it it's so advanced you need the <laughs> expansion pack. Uh, except it turns out the game is actually broken without the expansion pack. It's just to cover up a bug.
0: Yeah. Um. So it was mostly so I could have the expansion pack for Perfect Dark.
1: Oh, another um, game you need the expansion pack to be able to play.
0: Yeah. Although uh, for better because, reasons, at least. Because uh, I don't think I ever finished Donkey Kong sixty four. I played some of it. I never liked it.
1: You're not missing out on much. Talk about like. Yeah, I know. Talk about bad final boss fights. That whole like boxing match against K. K. Rule is miserable. I remember as a kid, that was like the hardest part of the game for me. I probably spent hours trying to beat that boss. And like the specific part that was very difficult is when you play as a tiny Kong. Um, Tiny Kong? No, no, Chunky Kong. Chunky Kong. I'm sorry. I'm thinking for a moment that like the joke is that, oh, he's the biggest one, but they call him tiny. Yeah, yeah,
0: I know. Um, I keep
1: making that mistake. Um, yeah. And of course, they call the tiny one Chunky because she's actually very small. So it's very funny. Uh, but no, I'm the, the bit with Chunky Kong where like K. rule is running at you and you have to like time your your punch to uh, hit him. And like the last one, he turns invisible and starts going like serpentine at you. And it's like the very last thing that you do in that boss fight. And I kept failing that bit as a kid. And so I probably spent hours just trying to beat the actual like final boss of the game.
0: Uh, I would like to say that I definitely did not finish the game because this does not. I I don't have any idea what you're talking about.
1: So the whole final stretch of the game is you finally get into like K. Rules, like the, the top of that big floating island that he has. And then it turns out there's this big like Las Vegas style boxing match of K rule versus the Kongs, and so you take the boss fight on in different phases, and each phase is a different Kong, so Donkey Kong has to jump into
0: barrels, and it's just, just like... like the end of call of duty Vanguard <laughs>
1: that's right you gotta jump into barrels and yeah. like throw yourself at uh Kevin Spacey.
0: <laughs> no see at the end uh, like they say we need to keep K. Rule alive for his information and he's like yeah they'll set me up with a cushy new family and everything in the US it's gonna be great and then uh, Lanky Kong is like you know what let's just burn him alive and then they all just watch as K. Rule burns it's just,
1: it's just K. Rule is like naked and bruised and sweating and tied to a chair with a bag over his head and he's just like <laughs> shivering
0: They get they get that little thing uh Mouse Mickelson had in a Casino Royale (laughs) and start smacking him with it.
1: It's like that bit in Sicario, like Donkey Kong walks in with like a big jug of water and you don't know what he's gonna do with that, but it's gonna be bad. Yeah. (laughs) Oh god. Um this is gonna occupy a part of my brain forever now. Thank you. Um the first phase is you shoot into him with a barrel with Donkey Kong. Uh, Diddy has to like use that jet pack Which
0: controls real fucking good By the way It should have been the first phase is you shoot him with a gun <laughs> The end
1: Yeah coconut gun it fires yeah. and spurts yeah. if, if he, he shoots you you're going to be hurt. fucking dead uh-huh. DK holds the coconut gun up To his mouth it has got the fox die in him uh-huh.
0: Uh huh uh Tom um, Green no, putting the peanut pistol in his mouth and screaming, <laughs> I'm going to kill myself.
1: <laughs> no, it's Diddy Kong, you gotta use the jetpack, which controls like trash. And uh-huh. you have to like go up to the top and you shoot um, like lights overhead that fall down onto k Uh Tiny Kong shrinks down, goes into his shoes and like his nasty ass toes try to squish you. And you have to, like, dodge Uh, them from side to side and then, like, shoot your gun at, like, whatever toe is glowing. Uh, I already mentioned the Chunky Kong one. I can't remember what Lanky Kong's is. I do not remember that one at all. But I'm sure it's also bad, because all these were bad.
0: Because, like, his thing was floating.
1: I don't remember. I'm blanking on it. I'm completely blanking on it. Uh, But the way that he actually gets defeated... Despite all of this, is the one uh, the Candy Kong shows up and K Rool gets horny, and so he's like busy doing tech savory cat calls at Candy Kong. And then Funky Kong shows up with a fucking bazooka <laughs> and shoots him.
0: Okay, that's and pretty that's good. That's
1: the game. <laughs> Like yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of funny. I do like the the cutscene stuff and in, in this game is pretty good. There's a lot of funny stuff in it. But like the actual playing the game part of Donkey Kong 64 is a nightmare. It's torturous. Talk about too much shit to do. God damn, there's way
0: too much. And also, like I I would say like a lot of it is just straight up unpleasant both to look at and listen to. Yes. Uh, like feeding the bananas to the hippo and elephant or whatever. And they make those awful noises.
1: Fungi forest is a level that got cut from Banjo Kazooie and they repurposed it for DK 64. So DK 64 is on the level of quality of levels that were too bad for Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fuck it. Let's just shove all this level data and geometry into this other game. Who cares? Uh, actually fungi forest might be the fun the most fun level in that game probably because it came from a game that is better than donkey kong 64 guess it's a game that i still don't like but yeah like part of it is just like collecting stuff is made even more inconvenient because like you have to pick up all the bananas of a certain color type which can only be collected with like a corresponding kong and a lot of it is like Oh, to get into this one area where there are Diddy Bananas, I need to be Donkey Kong. So I need to use Donkey Kong first, then find a swap barrel, get Diddy Kong, pick up the bananas. That's all I needed here. Now i got to go back to Donkey Kong, get out of this area. There's yeah, just like,
0: a lot of stuff like there that. There is a GameShark code that just lets you switch Kongs whenever, which uh, seems like it would help a lot. Yes. Making that game more playable.
1: Yeah, just like assign that to the left and right triggers and there you go. Or bumpers, rather. But yeah, there's, it's just... Picking stuff up is inconvenient. A lot of the mini games just don't control well. Uh, a lot of uh, there's a lot of like slides in these sort of games. You got to race somebody down a slide. It's in Mario sixty four, so of course. It's in a bunch of other games, but yeah. the absolute worst example of that is in Donkey Kong sixty four. <laughs> yep. The slide game for Tiny Kong yep. is fucked. Like is
0: the best segments of Burgle My Bananas was them trying to beat that level for yeah, like two like, hours.
1: Yeah. Jesus Christ. It is so fucked up that the last time I had friends over, I was just like, hey, man, you gotta check this shit out. And like put Donkey Kong 64 in and handed them the controller and made them play it. Because it was just the easiest way to explain to them how bad Donkey Kong 64 was. Because like the unjust level of difficulty the squirreliness of the controls, the poor concept of the game itself is all encapsulated in that one banana. Like, it is the perfect microcosm of why Donkey Kong 64 is terrible.
0: Also, wasn't this just, like, people at Rare who had never made a game before?
1: I want to say yes, but also my my... It's easy to say, oh, a game is bad because it's the first time any of these people made a game, but Goldeneye was the first time a lot of those people made a game, and Goldeneye was great, especially back in the day at that specific point in time. So it's not like a foregone conclusion that being new to game development equals bad game.
0: No, I think there was like some sort of weird extenuating circumstance which explains why this game was so bad. There, there was a video been. about it where it like some of the people from Rare talked about but i don't remember exactly what it was
1: yeah i've tried to hunt that back down but it it was on digital foundry
0: i think it was like oh right right, right. i'm
1: thinking of of a different thing that i'm sure i brought up before where people who worked on conquerors bad fur day had like a podcast and they were like yeah the reason our game wasn't good is because we actually knew how to make a video game unlike the donkey kong (laughs) guys oh yeah but i think like part of it too is at least with Goldeneye, they're kind of like starting from scratch this is the game that they want to make I don't know if this is true or not, but I imagine Donkey Kong 64 was a project that the higher-up said, hey, we want this kind of game, go make it. And we want it to have, like, this much stuff in it. And it was probably just way too much for that team to bite off. Probably. Um, infamously, the thing with the expansion card is that the game is broken, and if you leave the console running with the game on for a certain amount of time, it memory leaks and causes all kinds of issues with it. And the expansion pass or pack somehow fixes this in ways that i think the team didn't even understand at the time and so they just had to bundle well, it with the game
0: it just added more memory so it wouldn't leak like it uh, it, it would yeah. take way longer yeah, that, that for it to sense. affect it
1: it still affects it i think doesn't it yeah like that, if you leave i, it on I like think so that. that's what uh, i'm saying
0: like it would take a lot longer
1: i know that affects simulation too that was a thing with like the h bomber guy stream that he did where he was instructed specifically hey you should actually like cycle the game on and off periodically otherwise you're going to have problems um that is the absolute most torturous thing i think i've seen on the internet by the way that is there's on the deep depot there's these things called red rooms larry i don't know have you heard about this yeah okay for the sake of the audience i'll explain it anyway just in case a red room is where you pay money cryptocurrency so you can't get tracked and you watch the torture of a human being and eventual death. And if you are a high enough donator, you can affect how they're being tortured or killed. Red Rooms do not exist. They're just scams to rob people of their cryptocurrency. The closest thing to a real Red Room is watching H-Bomber guy play Donkey Kong 64. 100% start to finish, only filling his time with eating, going to the bathroom, and sleeping. It is horrific. Uh, But goddamn, he did it. (laughs) so good for him. Uh, Even on my replay where I was aided by the baritones of Art Bell, I could not get 100%. I had to just default to, well, I've done it before, I'm not doing it again. Uh, The the most merciful thing about Donkey Kong 64 is if you just want to beat the game, you can do so fairly quickly.
0: Your reward is playing less of it. (laughs) That's always a good sign. Oh, sure. That's what, like, every game designer wants. Uh, I want to say, like, we want to make the player want to play less of this game.
1: Yeah. My favorite fucked up trivia fact about Donkey Kong 64 is that there's a coin nobody knew about that was just hidden in one part of the level that you have to butt stomp. So even from beyond the grave, Rare's having a laugh at everybody. <laughs> Guess what, fuckers? There's even more to collect. Uh, I think I went back and got that too on that save
0: I hate this game
1: I hate it too How far did you get, do you remember?
0: I don't know did I you... vaguely remember like the factory level That's probably as far as I got
1: Okay, that's reasonably far I think that's like close to the last level that you unlock I don't know the actual last level is again inside of K. Rool's Fortress except it's like also on a timer and they give you like I want to say half an hour to beat the level and that is not a generous amount of time. Like that's actually I was cutting it kind of close at Ratings. half an
0: hour. Ratings.
1: Banjo-Kazooie uh, on oh, what should the scale be? On a scale of 200 golden bananas Banjo-Kazooie is like <sighs> 90 Golden Bananas. Okay. I don't like it, but I, I'll, I'll throw it a bone. I know a lot of people like Banjo-Kazooie. It's easily the best out of these three games. I, I'm not so far gone that I'll, you know, n- not admit that. Uh, Banjo-Tooie is like a 20 bananas.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Terrible. What an absolute piece of shit that game is. The fact that anyone has reverence for either of those characters is beyond me. Um, God, Donkey Kong 64. What would I give it? Negative 200 bananas for Donkey <laughs> Kong 64. <laughs> it's easily one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. It's terrible. Actually, I'm going to give it negative 199 bananas. I'm taking one banana off. Just because Art Bell was like my spirit guide through the entire game.
0: I thought you would take one off because it does feature, ooh, banana.
1: Negative 198 bananas for Donkey Kong 64. It's got, actually, negative 197 because the DK rap is pretty good.
0: Yeah, okay, sure. It
1: it makes your mom realize that she maybe made a mistake taking out a loan to buy this fucking video game.
0: (laughs) Pineapple smells.
1: My, the loan my just sitting there going like coconut gun fires and spurts <laughs> oh no the loan has a seven percent interest rate
0: my ratings uh banjo kazooie i'll give a seven out of ten oh yeah it's pretty good mm. i'm not gonna say it's like great but mm. yeah it's all right banjo tui uh i'm gonna give that a two out of ten
1: all right, We're basically may, simpatico on maybe that. Maybe
0: seems high, and uh, Donkey Kong Zero garbage game should yeah. not exist.
1: Agreed. I I still have my Jungle Green Nintendo sixty four and the original I, cart. Uh, I refuse to ever part with them, specifically because of the lengths that my mom had to go through to appease her spoiled brat child. Like that's. It, so far and beyond what she ever had to do for me And I really appreciate it It's just a shame about Donkey Kong 64 in particular
0: Yeah uh, But I'm you holding on could that it. N64 to play Winback
1: Yeah, if only now I that's had Winback I did at least get a lot of mileage out of it renting stuff I mean Oh sure I played a lot of Bomberman without ever owning Bomberman uh, I never owned Mario 64 For that thing, surprisingly, like I only actually got that cart fairly recently. That's weird. Yeah, I had very few like N64 games that I was
0: able to own. Um, Oh, yeah, me too, because they were more expensive than anything else at the time.
1: Yes, they were. Uh, Also, I bugged her so much for a PlayStation before the Nintendo 64. So there is an alternate reality where instead she took the loan out and got me a PlayStation with like Crash Bandicoot. And, like, that had to have been... Like, in that reality, I'm probably the CEO of a company right now. Like, I would have turned out way better than I did. I'm in the cursed Donkey Kong timeline. That's the podcast. Goodbye, Donkey Kong. One, two, three...